and space. Transcribed in future tense. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction, bring you Dimension X. like a silver fish in an endless tank, the stars in black velocity swirling by. Inside her case, tiny, finite specks of humanity controlled the tremendous power that impelled her so relentlessly toward the other galaxies. Who were these men? What mad, fantastic need and desire that caused them to abandon Mother Earth and venture to the ends of the universe? Captain Hollis! What is it, Stone? Magnetic storm, dead ahead, sir. And the aperture? About a hundred-mile gap between elements, sir, but shifting rapidly. Switch on the radar screen. Let's have a look. Yes, sir. There are asteroids in it, Captain. I see that. Thank you, Stone. Sir? What? Any change in course? What for? The storm, sir. If I decide to change course, I'll issue the order. At the rate we're approaching, it'll be too late to issue an order. Mr. Stone, do I need to remind you who's master of this ship? Look, sir, there are 25 other lives to be considered besides your own. Those asteroids shipped at our course. That's enough, Stone. It's not enough, Captain. Return to your post. Captain, for God's sake, don't be pig-headed about this. There's a magnetic storm dead ahead. Are you going to risk the lives of all of us just... So you can hang your hat on some lousy interplanetary record? We know this means a lot to you. Sure, you can be fleet admiral if you beat those Asiatic ships to Venus. That's fine, but we value our lives. I happen to value my life just as much as any man aboard this craft, Mr. Stone. But I wasn't brought up to be a lily-livered dare-nothing. Now get back to your post, or I'll have you court-martialed. Well, Mr. Stone? Okay. Okay, what, Mr. Stone? Okay, sir. Impudent young pig. Maybe he's right with us. Well, you stick to being ship's doctor. You're good at that. I'll navigate this fish. Really, Captain, only I'd hate to pile up on some little asteroid, especially when a simple thing like changing course... Simple thing? Do you know what a change in course would mean? The slightest deflection would throw us a million miles off at this speed. It would take days to get back on the vector. By that time, one of the Asiatic ships would have landed on Venus and claimed the whole blasted planet. We're in a race, Charles. Well, I suppose they did claim Venus. There's nothing but rocks and jungle anyway. It isn't that. It's the idea of someone beating us. You know, Lewis, I always get a little bit jittery when men are willing to die for symbols. Uh, you're a cynic. Maybe. Get Mollis. Get Mollis. Mollis. What is it, Lester? Captain, the radar tracking shows a foreign object. Get ahead. What? Check your screen, sir. Good Lord, the whole blasted storm has shifted dead on. Exit room. Mission chamber. Fire up your starboard cyclotron. Aye, sir. You can't make it in time, Lewis. Listen to that radar bounce. Shut up. Now hear this. 
Now hear this. Condition red. Fasten your space suit. Over the vision chamber. Emergency blast. Aye, sir. Is it off? You think we'll make it? We've got to make it. Oh, it's one of those asteroids the size of the ship. Will you shut up? It doesn't sound good, Lewis. Another five seconds. Four. Three. Two. Lewis, the meteorite. Good God. Look out! I've said it. 
falling into the sun. I'm going to take a quicker way out. No, Stone, don't be a fool. I'm going to smash the faceplate on my helmet and let the oxygen escape. Stone, don't do it. We're going to be rescued. Stone. See you all in some other universe? He was headed for the sun. I can barely see him now. Look, like Mercury for me. How about you, Lewis? I'm headed for... For Earth. Funny, isn't it? That I should be going back to Mother Earth this way. I'm nothing but a human meteor, Charles. When I hit the Earth's atmosphere, I'll burn like a match. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. It's getting fainter now. We must be several thousand miles apart. We should be able to talk for another 20 minutes or so at the speed we're falling away from each other. What are you thinking about, Lewis? I was thinking about Stone. What he said. Don't let it get you. You know, in a way, he was right. He was insane. The shock knocked him off balance. No. Each of us dies in a different way. Each of us has his own life to look back on. Huh? Uh, what's that? I don't know. It sounds like... Lester. Hello? Hello, Lester. I don't think so. It's possible that the sending unit of this radio is working, but the receiving unit is damaged. anyway. I have never ended anything except the fact that you're falling back to Earth, Lewis. 
men don't cry, only children. That's what I mean, Lewis. You can't cry. I don't know what the devil you're babbling about. Well, skip it. Now, now, look here. There's one thing... I had a wife on Mars. I had a wife on Jupiter. And I had a wife on Venus. (laughs) Everyone I met money and treated me well. What's he babbling about? I don't know. He seems to be reminiscing about his life. I had some nice times, I did. Oh, Roxy. <laughs> he didn't know about any of them others. Roxy. Married 15 years and she still looks like a schoolgirl. <laughs> and he's a boy, too. Well, what he's doing now? Man, Roxy's not in some mischief. I remember when Roxy said goodbye. I said to him, I said, Now, my son, take good care of your own don't get fresh with the girls. If he didn't wink at me and smile at winning smile of his and say, Boy, Dad, take care of you, come back well. Oh, no, we miss you terrible much. Oh, well, Eddie Lister, you can't complain. You've had the best of it and some to spare. Mm. Simple soul. Too simple. I envy him. Why? Because he has all that to hang on to. Women always write me, I ran from always wanting them and jealous of men like Lester for having them. And jealous of him for being able to spend money without fear and for as much happiness as he could have in his own wild way. Haven't you ever wanted that? Don't be a fool. The difference between us and Lester is that he lives in the present. He gets into the experience of the moment. You and I, Lewis, we live in the past and in the future, but never in the present. Could we change the subject? I thought you wanted to talk. Well, let's talk about something else. Charles? Charles? Charles, are you there? Charles, answer me! I just switched my auxiliary battery. I'm sorry. But don't... Don't do that. (laughs) Afraid to be alone? I've never been afraid of anything in my life, and you know it. I wonder. It's a long way back down. Why doesn't he shut up? Lewis. What? Lewis, I... I got myself into a meteor swarm. Some little asteroids. Meteors? I think it's that myrmidon cluster that goes out past Mars, then swings in towards Earth once every five years. I'm right in the middle of it now. It's like a big kaleidoscope. All kinds of colors and shapes and sizes. God, is beautiful, all that metal. I'm going with them. They're taking me with them. They're taking me with them. Well, I'll be doggone. Remember when you were a kid, Lewis? Held a kaleidoscope to your eye? Gave it a twirl? That's what I'm part of now. Keep talking. I can barely hear you now. They're taking me off, Lewis. Oh, Charles! Charles, don't leave me alone like this! Charles! Charles! Just as if it never happened. Well, Annie, you've no regrets, really. What's 
good does it do you, you fool? When a thing's over, it's not good anymore. You're no better off than me. Look at what I've accomplished. You, floating there, languishing over some skinny, misbegotten slut of a wife. My wife is beautiful. Understand? Beautiful. Like marble. Like chiseled marble. Can you find yourself another man? Perhaps a more good time. No, no, she won't. She'll be faithful to my memory. <laughs> Helen! Helen, you will be faithful, won't you? You'll never forget me. Uh, I won't listen! I switched off my radio! There. There, that's better. You're alone now, Captain Hollis. Alone with yourself. And your thoughts. And your memories. Going back to Earth. Like a human rocket. And remembering. Yes, Helen, it's me. I've missed you. Have you? Didn't you know? But I thought... I mean, we quarreled. Oh, I've forgotten about that. I, uh... I had some trouble, Helen. We won't talk about it. You're home now. That's the important thing. Stevie is so excited. Stevie, where is he? Right here, darling. Stevie? Stevie? Daddy! Daddy! Hello, son. You're going to stay with us this time, aren't you, Daddy? You're going to stay at home and we'll go fishing and play pool together, just like you promised. Well, Stevie... Uh, I'm collecting fish out there. I've got a whole collection of them. All different colors. Would you like to see them? Yes, I would, son. I'll go up and get them. I've got them in my room. Don't go away, Dad. I'll be right back. I won't. I won't go away. He's, uh, quite a little guy, isn't he? I'm glad you're finally getting together with him. What? What do you mean, Helen? You've always seemed so... I've been a good father. Nobody can ever say I haven't been a good father. Certainly not to you, not after what happened. Don't get defensive, Lewis, please. I'm trying to bring us a little closer together. I've given him everything a boy should have. Toys, boxing gloves. I've taught him to hunt and take care of himself. Yes, you've done all those things. Well, then. It's just, well, sometimes when he's come to you, He's just so alone. All he wants is for you to put your arms around him and reassure him, that's all. He's going to be a man. I don't want him to be soft. What is it, Lewis? What is there about being soft that you despise? Sissy's a soft. Christ was soft. Now, don't start that business again, will you? I'm trying to make you understand. Please. I understand what you're trying to do. You're like all of them. I want to make you a woman. Like them. They want to drain you of your manhood so they can control you, manipulate you. You won't understand, will you? You won't trust me or anybody else, including yourself. Now you're talking belly wash again. Oh, let's not build that wall between us, Lewis. Not this time. I have it all planned when you came back. We'd get out to the beach. Remember the spot where we used to swim? In the moonlight, you can see the water all luminous. 
Yeah, just you and Stevie and me. Stevie could sleep on the blanket. We could go for a swim. Maybe... Maybe we could recapture it to It wasn't always like this. Maybe if we went back... I'm sorry, Helen. I'd like to, really. But, uh... Well, I'm shipping out tonight. Tonight? I've got a new command. New ship. Having lunch with the Admiral this afternoon. But you said you'd stay. This is an important thing, Helen. This is the most important thing that ever happened to me. More important than going for a swim. You don't get a chance of being fleet commander every day. You can go for a swim anytime. Yes, but we never do. Oh, look, honey. Ever since I was a cadet, I've been pointing toward this job. It's big. If I'm a success, you can name your own ticket. Big house up in Connecticut. Chauffeur. Finest schools for Steve. I want you, Lewis. Now, don't be unreasonable. Don't you be unemotional. What? I said don't be unemotional. I don't understand. No, I don't suppose you ever will. Let's not quarrel. Why do we always end up quarreling? Well, it's almost time now. Lewis, let's try once more. Goodbye, Helen. Say goodbye to the boy. I thought so too, but I know better now. 
My whole life was nothing but a running away from my own feelings. I had everything I really wanted. All I had to do was reach out my hand. There was Helen Stevie, pleasures. And I turned my back and looked at the stars. When they came to me filled with their love and their warmth, I ran. I fled to the stars and to the ends of the universe. It was all so wrong. How do things like that happen to us, Lester? I don't know, sir. We were going to be divorced, Helen and I. Oh? Stupid, idiotic. Oh, maybe you'll be picked up, Captain. There's lots of spaceships taking off from Earth. Maybe one of them will reach you before you hit the atmosphere. I dare to hope. We aren't that lucky, Lester. Not many get a second chance. Well, keep up. I can see you now, Lester. Mother Earth, big and green and rich. Won't be more than a few minutes at this rate. Oh, if there was something. Captain. Captain, you're still there? Yes, I can feel the friction starting now. I'll burn in a minute. I'll be scattered like ashes all across the land. Funny, that's a useful act, isn't it? To help other things grow? No, I don't talk like that, Captain. I'm sorry, Lester. You're a good man. I hope they rescue you. Well, I believe you're a good man, Captain. Maybe, Lester. Maybe I am, after all. Oh, yeah. He just got a bit twisted somewhere, that's all. It wasn't your fault. No, no, it wasn't my blame. Funny. Sir? I feel a sense of calm now. Almost relief. Did you ever get out of a cold shower and feel like a new man? Clean and ready for breakfast and a new day? I have a feeling like that. It's a beautiful old earth, Lester. Good to go home. I wonder if anyone will see me. I just wanted to see the ocean and the stars. Are you cold? No. Mom? Yes, darling. When's Dad coming back? I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Mom? Mm hmm? What's the matter between you and Dad? Nothing. Oh, nothing you'd understand. Don't you love each other? I suppose in a way we do. It used to be quite different. Long ago, when you were a tiny, tiny baby, your father and I used to come down here and swim at night. I was the first girl he ever loved. And then somehow, something happened. He got frightened or something and we sort of lost each other. Oh. Come here, Steve. What's wrong, Mom? Oh, I just feel a little chill. Perhaps we'd better be getting back. It's almost your bedtime. Okay, Mom. Mom! Look up there! A, a falling star! Yes, I see it. It's all right this way. Did you see it, Mom? A falling star! Make a wish, son. Make a wish. You've just heard another adventure into the unknown world 
of the future. The world of... Dimension X is presented transcribed each week by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Stephen Smith, publishers of the magazine Astounding Science Fiction. Today, Dimension X has presented Kaleidoscope, written for radio by George Leffert from the story by Ray Bradbury. Featured in the cast were George Santos as the captain, Leon Johnny as Lester, and John Alexander as Helen. Your host was Norman Rose.